Zeladora, Zelly, Stormclash, tapped her boot impatiently, watching the slad's shiny eyelids click and clack as he blinked. Nobody was much pleased about the recent interdimensional exchange program that brought the slatty to the school, except the slatty themselves, who seemed quite at home. Most of the students just wished they would take their slimy fingers and attitude back to their native realm, limbo. Before the moment, Zelly took pity on this particular slad. He was the smoothest frog kid in their grade, and that made him a target. No warts and no spines meant no intimidation, and that meant no respect. Nobody wanted to be the smoothest or prettiest kid at Dungeon Academy. They wanted to be the scariest. Just as stones throw from the dusty bookcase they huddled behind, a table of warty, spiny, smelly, and therefore respected, Slatty hunched over a book, pointing and gurgling with laughter. Slatty stuff. Boy stuff, probably. Zelly didn't know, and she didn't particularly care. Which one of these dummies is giving you trouble? She asked, stuffing the urge to fold her hands together and crack her knuckles. That would ruin the element of surprise. Slatty were generally big, very big, and Zelly didn't relish the idea of tangling with one. Gixie, the slumpy, trembling slat at her side, pointed a circular fingertip toward the biggest frog of the bunch. That one. He's the worst of the lot. The worst. He never leaves me alone. Not for one second. When they relocated to Faerun, his dad remarried a lesser drake, and now he thinks he's king of the school. He says he... Calm down, Gixie. I don't need his life story. She tapped the slat on his moist shoulder and flapped her hand, waiting for him to show her the goods. Payment. She wasn't going to intervene on this tadpole's behalf for free. Generally, she stayed out of trouble. Generally. But this was a special occasion. Show me the ring again. The slad pulled a tattered velvet box, about the size of a fist, out of the leather satchel slung around his shoulders. He pulled back the top and revealed a large silver hoop, dented and flecked with Something. Mud, she hoped. Please don't let that be adventurer blood. It's all dinged up, she sighed. Do you want it or not? Fine, you sneak. Wait here. Zelly pulled back her head and stormed out from around the bookcase, plunging into the little library alcove. Above the table where the slatty had gathered, a wrought iron chandelier dripping wax and grease illuminated the goofball fest below. Rolling up her sleeves, she marched right up to the back of the big, warty slad, who Gixie had pointed out and tapped him on the shoulder. Look alive, slimeball! The razor-backed frog boy swung around, a strangled sound of confusion globbing out of him before Zelly reared back, drew in a huge breath, and roared right in his face. Behind the bookcase, she heard Gixie burble with laughter as his rival and bully went end over end, toppling out of his chair with a croak of surprise. 
his friends erupted in peals of laughter, holding their mottled bellies and pointing, almost falling on the floor themselves. You should see your face, a short green one shrieked. She got you so good. Zellie smiled and crossed her arms over her vest. Leave Gixie alone, or I'll be back to embarrass you again. And next time, I'll do it in the dining chamber. Got it? She didn't wait for a reply. The laughter going on and on as she returned to the gloating little slad tucked safely behind the shelves. Before she could say a word, he thrust the velvet box into her hands. Bouncing like the bubbling surface of an agitated slime. Take it, take it. You earned it, Zelly. You're the best. He made his escape before the other slatty could realize he was there, leaving Zelly to stare down at the box with the banged up ring and sigh. I'm not the best, she murmured, making her own slow exit out of the school library. I'm nobody. Still, she had gotten the first thing she had come for. On her way out, she swung by the circulation desk. The Dungeon Academy library soared up six levels. A dripping cavern filled with overflowed tomes, scrolls, manuals, and tablets. A maze of ladders and staircases that confused even the fifth grade students. Zelly knew all the nooks and crannies, all the ins and outs. She spent plenty of time alone in that library, probably too much. She could just hear her mother's growl of a voice in her ear as she sauntered toward the circulation desk. You need to make friends, Zellie. You need to try. Zellie loved her mother too much to point out that the reason nobody wanted to be her friend was also the same reason nobody messed with her much at school. The old-winged, narrow-snouted kobold librarian, Shinka Bookbinder, stood behind the desk, reaching the edge of it by standing on four hefty tomes. She might have just used her wings to reach the desk, but she saved her energy for the times she needed to flap up to the highest recesses of the library to reach a book. Draped in musty linens, beads, and bits of scrolls tacked to her robe, the kobolds peered over the top of her bent spectacles and smiled, handing Zelly the book she needed before she could ask for it. She immediately returned to her dusting, also lovingly handling a copy of The Many Triumphs of the Waterdeep Dragons Over the Dungeon Academy Flumps. It visibly sparkled, warded and charmed to protect against damage from the slimier students. To the right of Shinka Bookbinder was a mimic student worker who had transformed into a quill and dashed off late notices into an ink-splotched ledger. Thank you, Zellie called, ring box in one hand and book in the other. She was lucky to nab the one and only copy of that human adventurer manual, hoping to crank out an extra credit essay for Professor Gast. Somehow, she was managing to fail history of horrible humans, and it was easier to just do the extra credit rather than unpack why that might be. Of course, my dear. Anything for Professor Stormclash's girl. The librarian had always had a soft spot for her, 
unlike every other professor at Dungeon Academy. Well, with one notable exception, and that was her next destination. Zelly dashed into the hall, casting a nervous glance at the giant swinging pendulum keeping time in the corridor. The pendulum itself was the old great axe of the mad smithy, a human barbarian who had tried, and mortally failed, to invade the school. The grand corridor ran the length of the central artery of the school, the ancient stone heart of the academy that housed the library, entrance, dining chamber, dean's quarters, and training arena. Zelly raced down the corridor, a flurry of bats rustling overhead. She was mindful of the traps and triggers littering the ground, some lurking under threadbare carpets, others right out in the open. A hundred swinging blades and poisoned darts waited in recessed alcoves along the walls. Never used, but they're just the same. Protection against any unwise adventurers tempted to breach the crumbling, craggy walls of Dungeon Academy and threaten its young students. The corridor smelled of damp and rot, wax and char, the elixir of the delve, of the dark and hidden places where monsters seethed in the dark. There were few monsters in the dark here, for they all conducted their business right out in the open. The future denizens, horde keepers, trap springers, and creepy crawlies of the most treacherous dungeons in Faerun. Nobody waved at Zelly as she hurried east down the corridor and toward the training arena, and she didn't spot any of the usual snitching hall monitors. Jizek, a Dao who liked to skulk up and down the hall in the shadows, was a particularly nasty suck-up, and she derived real delight in tackling on any student who wasn't where they were supposed to be. Dao, of course, could detect both good and evil intent. So Jizek was just as likely to report truancy as she was a student committing an abhorrent act of kindness. Linda helping hand? Jizek told on you. Compliment a goblin on their sweater vest? Detention. Offer someone half of your snack? Jizek would know and turn a sharp eye, and punishment could swiftly follow. A wave of sound surged from the wide-open double wooden doors leading to the dining chamber as she passed it. She glanced over her shoulder at the pendulum again. Just enough time, she decided, to find her mother, then shovel some gruel into her mouth in the chamber while finishing her extra credit essay before next period. Her mother's voice came to her again, this time even more exasperated. By all the nether scrolls in Netheril, Zeladora Stormclash, do your work on time. Zelly didn't need to imagine her mother's voice, just then as she slipped out the east dungeon door and into the biting cold of a wintry afternoon. Professor Kiffin Stormclash thundered across the goreball pitch, her steps reverberating off the mountain stones concealing the academy from the wider world, echoing far across the field and stopping every student dead in their tracks. The reason nobody at the academy befriended Zelly or bothered her was standing tall and proud 
in the long grass. Her horns curved and sharp, her tail banded with steel rings, her height and sturdy build giving her more the appearance of a statue than of a living, breathing creature. Pathetic. Professor Stormclash bellowed, Will you trip and fall over your own feet when humans come to invade your borderlands? She was busy drilling a dozen or so Knoll students in the year above Zelly. They were all flea-bitten and scarred, shaggy and brawny, fanged and maimed and mean. Except when faced with a minotaur professor, a wet dog funk hung around them as they cowered before Zelly's mother. Now prepare to spring upon your enemy again, and this time do not disappoint the demon lord Yinogu. Professor Stormclash was saying as Zelly approached. Her tattered boots whispered through the grass as she trotted up to the towering minotaur. A few of the gnolls sniggered at the sight of her, then thought better of it and settled down onto their haunches to practice their skulking. Zelly turned a harsh eye on them. Drawing the ire of a minotaur was one thing. Drawing the ire of a minotaur mother was quite another. Honey, her mother noticed her and bent down to greet her. Zelly didn't know how they were fooling anyone. The fake horns on her head and tail pinned under her trousers didn't make her look anything like her adoptive minotaur mother. Then again, Nobody had the courage to point that out to Professor Stormclash, who could pulverize them with one swing of her fist. Her tone turned sharp as she noticed the book tucked under Zelly's arm. Doing our homework over lunch again, I see. It's just extra reading, she muttered, then thrust out the velvet box toward her mother. Happy birthday. Oh, honey, you didn't need to get me anything. She glanced inside the box and smiled down at the nose ring, even though it was bent and dirty. Zeladora, it's wonderful. You're such a ray of darkness. Thank you. The minotaur bent lower, as if to plant a kiss on Zelly's profusion of springy black curls. Zelly ducked her head away and cleared her throat eyes roaming pointedly to the gnolls peering at them from the tall grass. Very well, I won't embarrass you.